May our heart and our mind open the door. Have you ever walked up to a closed door and wanted to get in? And sometimes it, it, you didn't know if you really should go or if you should stay where you were. Well, imagine with me for a moment a big, dark door. So big that you couldn't see above it, below it, or to the other side of it. You stop. Here's that door. You look up at it, it didn't stop. You look down, it doesn't seem to end. To your left and to your right. And you know the only way to go in is through that door. Just open the door. Now, there are three reasons why you want to just open the door. Curiosity, connection, and comfort. Curiosity, connection, and comfort. So think about for a moment when a child is born. They pass through a door from the darkness into the light. They can't go up. They can't go down. They can't go to the left or to the right. They must go through the door. And on the other side of the door, they, they move from, from a darkness into the light. But in that darkness, at that time, they're most connected to who they really are, to spirit. But something is pulling them forward. They become curious. They seek connection and comfort. You see, children came here to be a gift to the world. Let me tell you what happened one day when my youngest son, Aaron, was four years old. He said to me, Mama, when I grow up, I'm only going to eat chicken. <laughs> I said, oh, why do you want to only eat chicken? Aaron said, Mama, if I don't eat, if I only eat chicken, I won't die. And I thought, how odd for a four-year-old. And the interesting thing that happened was not only does Aaron not eat chicken, <laughs> he's mostly vegan. Aaron also is a plant scientist. That's what his degree is in. And he goes around Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota, helping people to create urban gardens and teaching children and adults the importance of living a more plant-based diet. He was four 
when he told me he shouldn't eat chicken. And I, well, we ate everything then, so I didn't understand. But when we were born, we are so close to that spiritual realm, we, we, we have things that we might say. And if you could consider returning back for a moment to that beginning, like what it's like to be a baby, before you understood the meaning of words, before opinions took over your mind, like other people's opinions, that you came into this world in a void, the universe. You were actually part of the universe. And it reminds me of the book of Genesis, verses 1 and 2, where it states, in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. And the earth was a formless void. At that time, each of us were connected to the truth of who we are. We were connected to that, that essence of being, that universal isness and allness of God as us. We're no more closer connected to it than then. But then we went through the door to this world, curious, seeking connection and comfort. But sometimes we need to go back and remember a little bit of who we really were. So let's look at scripture. I'm going to be speaking from the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 1 through 3, and it states, Now the disciples were hanging out with Jesus, and they said to him, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He said, Jesus, he called a child, whom he put among them, and said, Truly I tell you, Unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Unless you become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You see, Jesus said we, we must be like children. That they come into this world closer to the infinite, closer to that infinite universe, closer to the infinite that is all of what there is in that moment. Now, in the, the book Revealing Word, uh, our co-founder, Charles Fillmore, it's a book of metaphysical terms, which means beyond the physical, he says this about heaven. He said, heaven is a state of consciousness in harmony with the thoughts of God. That heaven is everywhere present. You see, heaven is right here. Heaven is right here. Right here where we are. Right where everyone is. And when we think about heaven, we must not be consumed with the world or in other words, not be afraid of the world. We're called to let go of our fears, our judgments, and our perceptions. And then it's easy 
for us to just open the door. When the children in Uvalde, Texas, heard the first shot, a 10-year-old survivor stated, he came in and he crouched a little bit and he said, it's time to die. Upon hearing gunshots, the boy said he immediately went to hide and told his friend to do the same. He and four other children concealed themselves under a table that had a tablecloth on it, out of sight of the killer. The little boy said, I was hiding hard. And I was telling my friend to not talk because he is going to hear us. Can you imagine that? In that moment, shots fired. He saw his teacher get killed. And there was something that had him so connected to who he really is that he was able to gather himself and four other classmates and take, I mean, it had to be seconds, and get under that tablecloth. The pure spirit of him spoke through. Now, we don't have his name. He didn't give his name, and that's okay. But he was a 10-year-old boy. He just opened the door of the tablecloth. He created connection and comfort to his friends by saying, Shh, don't say a word. And they were there for about 90 minutes, quiet as a mouse. Well, maybe not a mouse. Can you imagine? Can you feel that? What, what it must have been like a 10-year-old? They are our example today that he was demonstrating what it meant to be powerful, what it meant to be connected to pure spirit. You see, this month, the month of May, our spiritual power is power. And the disciple is Philip. And the color is purple. So I like to say purple power Philip. It helps me to remember it. And Charles Fillmore says that that power is the ability to master control, that we are able to have power over our thoughts and feelings. And the location is the root of the tongue, so right, right underneath there, where you can't touch. Now, I am certain that that little boy tapped into the power within him, that we can say, that at least five, it was more than five, but at least five, in their curiosity to go under the table, the connection they created and the comfort they gave to each other, that they're here to tell that story, the story that is about pain, the story that is about loss. And yet, 
from the mouth of a curious babe created connection and comfort for them and for us to see what is possible if we only connect with the spirit that is us, that pure spirit, the real us, the real you. Now, Don Miguel Ruiz wrote, the real you is loving, joyful, and free. The real you is like a flower, just like the wind, just like the ocean, just like the sun. Children teach us how to experience heaven here on earth. My son Aaron does at 32. Uh, he's 32 now. He was 32 on Mother's Day. And my twins were 35 the day before. Ask me about that later. <laughs> that when he was four was the year that I got sober, which was 28 years ago yesterday. In my... And when my wife showed up yesterday, she, she handed me this right before sleep. It's a little 28 thing with a woman. Hear me roar. So I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Koshua. Children teach us how to love. And from this, uh-oh, where'd it go? It's over there. Okay, don't worry about it. From the book, Spiritual Beckons by our Keith Mounts, our office manager, and, you know, he's back there helping out with the getting us all going on on YouTube. He wrote these words of wisdom in his book. When the time comes and we return to spirit, we leave behind a part of ourselves floating in memories and love. Perhaps... That's what happened with the 21 who lost their physical body and the 10 in Buffalo who lost their physical body. That they give us memories, floating memories and love. He goes on to say on another page in his book, Keith says, seek out some morning light and be still. Connect to the moment of creation for in the beginning was the light. Remember, when a baby is born, there is this dark side that they come through into the light. And the light is here to greet them, just like it greets us. That there is never an absence of light. That the light is always there seeking to shine brightly as us. I want to read to you a poem named Friendly Doorways by Frank B. Whitney. He was an awesome Unity author back in the day. This was written in 1932, 90 years ago. Listen to these words. I like to see a doorway wide, the door ajar, a space, with welcome showing on the step, the curtains hung with grace. I always feel a friendly person is home if I should call. At my disposal, if I stop, they freely place all. I like to know that all through life, 
the doors are opening wide. And that on every hand I find my call is not denied. That life says, welcome back to me wherever I may go. And that it's all it offers me. And least, at least, at least, I found it so. And so I like my doorway wide. I like my door ajar. That possibly my light may bring some stranger from afar. That they, in searching for a door, may see my light and take fresh courage then, and if she can, a visit she makes. Just open the door. Open the door of curiosity. Open the door to connect with others. Open the door to comfort someone, perhaps even yourself. Open the door to acceptance. Open the door to welcome in a stranger. Perhaps that stranger will stay for a while and you'll learn to love each other. Our affirmation is as follows. I'm going to say it and then break it up for us to say it together. Here it goes. I am willing to just open the door and be curious, create connection, and comfort. Okay, let's say that together. I am willing to just open the door and be curious, create connection, and comfort. You guys are good. Let's do that again. I am willing to just open the door and be curious, create connection and comfort. Let's take that in for a moment. I invite you to join me in closing your eyes. And if you're not comfortable closing your eyes, I simply invite you to focus on one spot in the room for there is no spot where God is not. Take a moment to drop down from your head into your heart space, allowing the heart to be our guide. Opening up, opening up, ready to receive our good. For in this moment, we're returning to the possibility of curiosity, connection, and comfort. Just step through the door, curious, curious as if you were being born in this moment being born to a new awareness, a spirit within. Just open the door 
to acceptance for each of us, our divine love and our loved. For you are love. Open a door to connect with all there is. Connecting with each other here and now. Connecting with all there is through the internet and through the world. And we accept this divine download of love, peace, generosity, and comfort. We take these words into the silence where we consciously connect with the source of our being, God the good, omniscience. We say, I am willing to just open the door. I am willing to just open the door. I am willing to just open the door and welcome all. In the silence, we go deeper together. to just open the door. I am willing to just open the door and welcome all. And in this expanded state of consciousness, I invite you to speak the name of those who you would like Mm, to lift up. You may have a piece of paper with a name on that slip. It is the name of someone from Uvalde, Texas, who lost their life, and from Buffalo, New York. So we speak their name in this space, lifting them up, lifting their families up, lifting up this planet to love, to be, to demonstrate our own power and theirs, to honor their lives. May we speak these names now or any name that comes up for us.
You speak their names. Sending them love. Celebrating them for who they have been in this world, in a physical body, and who they are now are examples. Are examples of love, are examples of pure spirit. For they have returned to that which we are and have been. In this moment, we just send love. And so it is. And so we let it be us. Amen. And namaste. I behold the Christ in you as you behold the Christ in me.